Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. Hello there. Welcome back to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. Since we are about three days away from Mother's Day, I thought I would throw out some interesting facts about this particular day. So fun fact number one, Mother's Day always falls on the second Sunday in May. And interestingly, because it falls on a Sunday, it happens to be one of the most popular church-going days, aside from Easter and Christmas. According to ancient myths, the ancient Greeks and Romans were the ones that started celebrating Mother's Day. They honored mother goddesses Rhea and Sibylle with different festivals. Then in 1908, Anna Garvis created Mother's Day in the United States and it became official holiday in 1914. So there's a lot of history behind Mother's Day. So if we move now into the 21st century, we find that Mother's Day is one of the most popular days to go out for dinner or something to eat, whether that's brunch, lunch, or dinner. So if you haven't made your reservations by now, you might be out of luck. Another interesting fact is that it is one of the busiest days of the year for phone calls. 122 million phone calls were made on that day in 2021 alone. And that's not including text messages, emails, social media messages. So communication levels are super high on that day. And now let's talk about gifts. Mother's Day is a billion dollar day, racking in about $28 billion on Mother's Day gifts in the US. And also about a quarter of the moms out there are single moms. Now a mother doesn't have to be typically the person that gave birth to you. There are many other types of mothers out there that are playing such an integral role. There are adoptive mothers, there are aunties, there are grandparents, there are friends of the family. There are so many different people that have a similar impact on children's lives that we need to honor all of them. Okay, so what does all this have to do with saving and personal finance? Well, as you can see, our mothers play an integral part in how our thoughts are developed. In our younger years, they are the one person that we can look up to as a role model. In our teen years, they're often the ones that get challenged and push us to become a thriving young adult. Then into our adulthood, 
they again are the role models who we pattern a lot of our behaviors against. And this can have a direct impact on how you treat money. One of my earliest memories about money was when I would ask my mom for either an allowance or something in particular that probably my friends had, or maybe some of the nicer designer things. And the response was always, I'm here to provide what you need, but as for your wants, you're going to have to earn it. And that was the philosophy that I grew up with. So you can see how mothers play a critical role in teaching their children about money management. I had an interview actually on this podcast a few months ago with Fianna Summer, and she is an accountant who teaches how to teach your kids about money. And so if you want to listen to that interview, it's episode number 14, and she gave some great ideas on how you can implement teaching your kids about money management. And actually her money story is quite an interesting one as well. So if you haven't listened to that episode, head back to episode 14. So another way your mother or your mother type figure can influence how you treat money is in their spending habits. So children can often learn by observing their spending habits. So if a mother is frugal and careful with her spending, then her children are likely to adopt a similar approach. And vice versa, if your mother tends to have a reckless spending habit, then that can also be replicated in your life in one of two ways. Either you follow along with that practice or you go to the polar opposite and become very guarded when it comes to money. So a great question to ask yourself is whether or not you have any memories of your mother discussing finances with you or making financial decisions that stuck with you over time. This is a great way to identify whether or not perhaps you need to re-educate yourself about finances and how you make financial decisions. Another thing to consider is that our mothers shape our attitudes towards money. And this goes back to our money persona and our personality when it comes to money. I referred to before a book by the name of Happy Money by Ken Honda, and they talk about seven different money personality types. One being the compulsive saver, a compulsive spender, a compulsive money maker, someone who's indifferent to money. We have the saver and the splurger, we have a gambler and we have a worrier. So you can see that there's just so many different attitudes when it comes to our money persona. And digging into how our mothers treated money can give us a glimpse as to why we behave the way we do. And then there's role modeling. So in a household, it depends on how the structure is set up. As we've learned, a quarter of the mothers out there are single moms. And so a lot of the women are the ones that are managing the finances. So if this is you, then ask yourself if there are any specific financial behaviors or habits that you can trace back to your mother's influence. For example, if you have a tendency to save money in a particular way because that's the way that your mother saved. Really understanding your history shed some light on how and why you treat money the way you do. So we've talked a little bit about how our mothers can shape us and also briefly discussed as we get older, how we shape our children and their behaviors surrounding money. 
But there is a term that's now called the sandwich generation. And this has a direct impact on our finances as we get older. So the term sandwich generation refers to people who are simultaneously caring for aging parents and other elderly relatives, and they're also raising their own children and supporting them financially. So the sandwich means that they're sandwiched between two different responsibilities. And this can be very challenging and stressful situation because it has demands of caring for your loved ones and you're also juggling the needs of your own children and your own work and your own personal responsibilities. I am in no way an expert on how to manage that exactly, but I do know that if you prepare in advance, then you're going to find yourself having an easier situation when you are sandwiched between these two types of responsibilities. And preparation comes with planning and making a purpose for your money. So if you're not quite in this situation, a good idea would be to have a conversation with your parents to see how they've planned for their elderly years. Because as they get older, they may become more reliant on you. And this could even mean more financially reliant on you. So if you are not in that position quite yet, it's good to have a conversation so that you understand where their position is and what role you will eventually need to play. And then the, on the opposite end of the spectrum, you need to plan for your children and their costs associated with their lives as they get older. So for instance, if you have young children, then are you thinking about their post-secondary educational costs? You may wanna ask yourself the question, do you plan to pay for your children's education? And if the answer is yes, are you putting away from the time that they are very young to the time they turn 18? The cost of education is rising every year. And so to wait until your children are teenagers is going to add a lot of stress onto you if you haven't planned for those additional costs in your budget. So consider setting up an RESP, which is a fund that you can put money into, and the government is actually going to give you an additional set of money if you meet their criteria as you continue to save in their younger years. And now for you first time home buyers, I want you also to think ahead. As you're saving and preparing for purchasing a home, you need to take the time to do some research. Where do you want to live? Most people will start looking in the areas that they can afford and rightly so. However, there are other factors to consider as well when we think about our families. If you don't have children yet, then do you want children? And if you have children, is the area that you're looking in going to be suitable for their early years of life? Now, once you're committed to your first home, which could be a condo and not suitable for young children, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be able to move on to the next property that may be a little bit more suitable. But like I said, it's a good idea to start planning for the future. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you do have aging parents, is the home that you are in currently suitable for caring for your aging parents? This is why I stress the importance of creating a budget, saving for retirement, and building an emergency savings fund. These 
staples in your personal finances are crucial because as life changes, you want the flexibility to be able to move and alter your finances to that particular stage of life. So a budget can help you to plan for your expenses. It allows you to see where your money is going. It may need to incorporate things like medical bills or home modifications, childcare and educational expenses. And having a budget really can help to avoid debt. By managing your finances, you can avoid overspending and actually accumulating debt. And without debt, you are in much better position to manage the expenses that come with caring for your aging parents or raising children. And as we mentioned in the last mindful spending series, a budget really helps you to prioritize your spending. It can help when you need to make an adjustment to free up money for certain expenses that come with, again, caring for aging parents or raising children. So as we head into celebrations for Mother's Day, I have a few questions that I want you to ask yourself. Are you prepared? Are you prepared for the different stages of life, whether you are a new mom and you're reflecting on how your parents have had an influence on the way you handle money? Are you in the sandwich generation that is caring for not only your children, but your aging parents as well? Then finally, are you prepared by having a budget? Now, I know a lot of people will answer, yes, of course I do. But here are some criteria that you may want to check yourself against. Number one, are you tracking your expenses accurately? Are you conveniently missing out on expenses and not accounting for them? Are you living within your means? Are you spending more than you are earning? Are there expenses that you can eliminate or reduce? Are you prioritizing your spending effectively? Are you setting aside money for savings and emergencies? Are there any opportunities to increase your income and reduce your expenses? And then finally, are you getting the most out of your budget? If you're struggling with any one of these things, then you might need a little bit of help. We have lots of tools and resources. So just send me a message and say, I'm ready. I'm ready to be prepared for the next phase of my life. Thanks so much for listening today, and I wish all those mothers and mother-like figures a very happy Mother's Day. Take care. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.